Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's the narrative if Green Bay goes, you know, one and whatever to finish the season? It was Rodgers. It wasn't McCarthy. Now, imagine they go three and one and almost make the playoffs and just miss it. Being held back by the old school dinosaur. Yeah, see? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We do start in the NFL and in Green Bay specifically, where first the Packers, who came in close to a 14-point favorite at home against the Cardinals, were beaten by Arizona 20-17 to on Sunday. And following the game, head coach Mike McCarthy was fired. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the bad day in Green Bay? Well, first, let's quantify with numbers. That's what Vegas does exceptionally well how big of an upset this was. Brad, we were doing some research, even though college is your specialty, you still do some good NFL work. You had an amazing number about big favorites in the NFL in the last X number of years. Since 2013, NFL favorites of 13 points or more entering yesterday's game between the Packers and Cardinals were 50 and one, 50 and one straight up. So 50 winners, one loser, one loser, and the loser was this year that Arizona, or wait, the Bills and the Vikings, yep. right? Bills and Vikings. So prior to that, it was like 40 and 0 or something. There's been some winners this year. The second time Arizona winning against Green Bay as a 14 point favorite, I think, was the consensus. Yeah. So historically speaking, a big time upset. Yes. So very unusual. Obviously, the sports talk narrative. Was McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers not getting along? 
So if, uh, you know, and, and you think about it, a Super Bowl winning coach hasn't been fired in season, right? And that seems to be the debate. Not so much he got fired, McCarthy, but when he got fired. The idea of show him the respect to finish the year. We can debate that. What we know is a Super Bowl winning coach has not been fired in season for over 45 years. It's only happened once. It was like the Colts coach. Uh, I think it was Super Bowl three. A couple years later, he got fired. So very unusual for an organization like the Packers, which are low drama at the highest level, you know, with their uh, the administration or with the bosses, however you want, the owners, though, the people, right, own the Packers. So unusual. I think it only makes sense because of the conflict with Rodgers and McCarthy that Green Bay is very unlikely to make the playoffs. The last example we have of a coach-quarterback relationship that was deteriorating, that went public, was Brady and Belichick a year ago. Seth Wickersham wrote a big article for ESPN, and all the Patriots did to respond to all the drama was go on to win every single game minus the Super Bowl, and they very well could have won that game. Here we are a year later. An article comes out in Sports Illustrated last week talking about how dysfunctional it is and all of that, and all the Packers do is go on to lose at home to a dome team and a rookie quarterback when favored by two touchdowns. I think there's more than just a relationship issue there. I think there's a talent issue. See, I don't. I mean, I think there's a talent issue as in maybe Green Bay was considered to be better than they really are, but Green Bay certainly isn't the record that this team is. Right, I mean, if, if we were stack-ranked teams by record right now and you look at Green Bay's record, I mean, it's impossible to say this is legitimately what Green Bay should be, right? I mean, Fez, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, agree strongly. Their underlying statistics are that of a winning team despite them being three games below 500. Yeah, I mean, right now, if you, you know, like you said, three games below 500, but they, the stats are be- much better than that. And also... They've had a very tough schedule of late. I mean, think of the run from Seattle, Minnesota, in New England. Now, obviously, Arizona is not an example of that. But you give me any other four, seven, and one team or any team with four or five wins. I mean, let's name the other teams with five wins. Now, again, Philadelphia is a pretty good five-win team. Detroit, Tampa Bay. I mean, and let's go to the AFC now. We've got... Uh, hmm, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Cincinnati, or I'll take Green Bay, pick them over Cincinnati on a neutral right now. Yeah, I'll take so, Green Bay minus five. So I agree with you, Jonas, is I think it's more than a lack of talent, but I but I don't think it's, it's – I think it's a lack of talent plus more might be the way to say it. Two of their wins of their four, one was against the Bears opening the season. That was Sunday night football. That sounds which, like a heck of a win to well, me. It does, but it, it took an improbable comeback by Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in the fourth quarter. And then another win was them having to come from behind on Monday night football to beat C.J. Beathard and the 49ers. They very well could have lost both those games, and now we're talking about a 2-9-1 football team and not a 4-7-1. No, agree, but they could have won two or three of the games they lost. And I think every that's why one of the, the our basic premises Premises at pregame.com here on Straight Out of Vegas is in the NFL, every year there's going to be a seven and nine team that's just as good as a 10 and six team, and you know, and, and obviously vice versa. 
So I agree Green Bay isn't as good as we thought entering the year. But I think that we obviously, and, and Colin had the stat that convinced me. And this is a few weeks old. I'm sure it's still pertinent. Is Aaron Rodgers had double the throwaways of any quarterback in the NFL. Now, by definition, Aaron Rodgers, one of his great skills is evasiveness. You know, Fran Tarkenton style. Oh, my gosh, he turned around, you know, Russell Wilson style and still completed it. Who throws the ball away? Usually immobile quarterbacks, right? And it's smart sometimes to throw the ball away. But the idea that Aaron Rodgers had double as many as any other quarterback is a sign of him saying, I'm not going to try super hard to bail you out. You've got me in a scheme that isn't working, and I'm going to show that by not bailing you out with my massive talent, Which, from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, which is one of the reasons, quite frankly, that I, you know, I've got a $5,000 challenge on New York Radio with a host. Pick one game a week. Whoever loses has to give 5000 to the other's charity. Well, my pick, my number one pick last week was Arizona plus the 14. Now, listen, I didn't expect them to win the game, but I did think, and I talked about it right here on Straight Out of Vegas, that there was real questions about Aaron Rodgers' motivation. And that's why I think when you add up, and just to recap as we finish here, Fez, on one hand, teams tend to surge for a game or two at least with a new coach. On the other hand, winning teams historically that have a futile season where they're not going to make the playoffs tend to lose their motivational edge. So one thing saying bet the Packers next week, other thing saying fade the Packers. Here's the trump card. Bet the Packers or at least have a strong lean that way. Here's why. Aaron Rodgers is now, like Colin said today, it's his show. And you see this in companies sometimes. There's a power struggle between the two founders or co-founders. One of them leaves, and now it's like, okay, Elon Musk, okay, whomever, let's see what you can do now because it's your show. And if Green, what's the narrative if Green Bay goes, you know, one and whatever to finish the season? It was Rodgers. It was not McCart. Now, imagine they go three, how many games left, four or five? Four. 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 Imagine they go three and one and almost make the playoffs and just miss it. Being held back by the old school dinosaur. Yeah, see? He was right. I think at least in week one, and, and I think it continues, especially if they win the Packers, I think next week being week one post-McCarthy, you're going to see not only Aaron Rodgers super motivated, you might see that how much he wasn't playing to his fullest potential so it's, it's one thing to go from zero to plus 10, which is, okay, he was, let's assume he was playing normally effort-wise, and now he's going to play extra. I think maybe, and I'm not getting into all he was throwing, getting none of that, but I think he was just a little less, if not a little bit more than a little, than full effort. And now it's gone to a little bit more than full effort is what I expect. And I think the difference on the field is going to be substantial and a big positive for Green Bay. Thoughts, Fest? I agree, and we'll probably see him scrambling for some more yards. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And we've got the playoff committee and the big four that made it. 
No one's going to debate Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Almost no one. But, Brad, let's take a quick look ahead, and then we'll kind of critique what happened. So right now, two semifinal matchups. What's the current spread? Alabama, a 14-point favorite over Oklahoma. And Clemson, an 11-point favorite over Notre Dame. Wowza. Now, some might say, oh, we should only have a two-team. Now, not the savvy people, but some might say, (laughs) wow, we should have just two teams because look at these huge lines, and there's been some huge blowouts in the past. But actually, you did a little research. There's been eight semifinal games so far. Yep. And what's the record of the uh, better-seeded team? Better seeds are just five and three. So, obviously, the fourth and third seeds have a real reasonable chance. You have two number four seeds with banners next to their names. Number four seeds, national champs. I think the Ohio State University might be one. Now, if you look at the title odds, Bama still dominant. Still dominant. So, they're actually minus money favorites right now. Yeah, Bama minus 225 right now to win So, 225 wins you 100. Yep. Okay. Clemson plus 250, so 100 wins you. 350 gets your 100, uh, uh, 100 back. <laughs> let me say let Yes, me you say it. Right <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> so you always get your money back, yes. right? So 100, in this case, wins you the 250. Yes. and then Oklahoma- Now, unless the bookie's really tough and he doesn't want to <laughs> give it to you, and what are you going to do? Yes. And then Oklahoma and Notre Dame bringing up the rear, 14 to 1, both of them. Now, if you had to play one of those, who would you take? If I said, here's 100 bucks on me, Brad. Oklahoma. Just because they have a higher variance? Yeah, higher variance. All right. So here's my question. When we come back in a few minutes, we're going to talk about why I think the committee was potentially wrong. I don't think they surely were wrong, but I think the way everyone's kind of nodding, like this was an easy decision, is BS. But 30 seconds, let me ask you this question. Alabama was supposed to be almost unbeatable. I know a 13-point favorite's not unbeatable, but perception-wise— was Alabama in any way exposed? Not exposed to be not a good team, but going from an all-time team to something less than that. What did you see in the game that, quite frankly, Georgia, Fez, were you watching the in-game? What, what, was Georgia ever favored in that game? They oh, were. absolutely. What, what was it? They, they were up 14. I believe they were minus 240 at, at the high I point. didn't see it that high, but I did see Alabama. So, but at least 60-plus percent chance yes, no that Georgia question. was going to win. Yes. All right, so what did we see? The shocking thing to me was I thought Georgia, for a majority of the game, dominated the line of scrimmage. And I don't normally ever see that in Alabama game. When Alabama loses, it's because of fluke stuff, turnovers, a Johnny Manziel, a Deshaun See, that Watson makes me wish plays. they were playing Notre Dame because it feels like Notre Dame could potentially, mm. like, on the line of scrimmage at least. Yeah, but historically, what does Alabama struggle with? A quarterback that can make a lot of plays. And, Oklahoma and, and regardless of Notre Dame or Clemson, it's going to be a heck of line. Like Clemson and Notre Dame both have strong lines. Yes. So the theory is Alabama is going to have to navigate a mobile quarterback and mm. a great offense and also then in the finals play against a very good line. They will. So, Brad, you, you and I had a bet on this. You said Oklahoma would get in if the Buckeyes won and Oklahoma won. You gave me five to one odds. Mm. So you won your hundred. Congratulations. But it's funny. You were saying, um, and I'll I'll just try to emulate your voice a little bit. You were saying, uh, you know, the fact that Ohio State was six, uh, it's a sign it wasn't (laughs) even a close competition. And I started thinking about that. Does that sound like you? See, you don't know how you really sound because, you know, your inner ear, you're hearing vibrations from your jaw. So 
that is more what you sound like if you were wondering. But <laughs> but I put this out on Twitter. Almost 5,000 votes. Only put it out three hours ago. Thank, and by the way, guys, jump in if you want to vote on this. If Oklahoma had lost to Texas, while Georgia and Ohio State played exactly the same as they actually did, so everything's the same except Oklahoma lost, would number five Georgia have been made the playoffs, would they have made the playoffs over number six Ohio State? Almost 5,000 votes. Exactly 50% said Georgia would have made it. 50% said Buckeyes would have made it. If you have an opinion at RJ in Vegas, you can vote on Twitter. Brad, if that had happened, who gets in? The Buckeyes. The Buckeyes. Fez? Buckeyes. Jonas? Georgia. Oh. You think you think Georgia yes, gets in? I do. And and I think because and people can think I'm crazy for this, but I do think they factored in what happened before the season, the scandal for Ohio State. Uh-huh. I think I think Urban Meyer was being punished for it. Okay. So I think most uh, at least I agree with Brad and Fez. I, I think it's inconceivable that a one-loss Big 10 champion would be uh skipped over for a two-loss and one of those losses coming in the title game, we've never had a title game loser make the playoffs. So it'd be like another for last year. It was the first, you know, two loss team. Uh, or what was the thing? Bama last year was what? It first, was, not you know, no, they were the second uh, team because Ohio State did it the year before. Okay, so but there has been a has there been a two loss team? Never no. been a two loss team. But LSU won as a two loss team like ten years ago against two thousand seven. Yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking. Okay, so it would have been like some hey, let's change the let's let's make history <laughs> to get let another SEC team in. Well, oh that that's what last year was the first time two teams from yes. the same conference made it. So now it's going to be two years in a row, two teams from the same conference make it, and two years in a row the Big Ten champions left out. No chance. All they, well, I don't know about no chance, but little chance, in my opinion. And here's the thing. All they did was say, we'll put Ohio State six so we can kind of short circuit the debate. Said, oh, it wasn't even close. And oh, Georgia lost. So of course it should have been Oklahoma. And that just shows you, quite frankly, how political this committee is. And listen, they need to be political. I don't know if they need to be this political. And I watched after the show or during the show, the committee chair, and they were asking him questions, and he wouldn't answer anything. And one of the things he said that blew my mind, he said, or, or just when you listen to it, it was like the translation, not even what he said was, I'm going to tell you nothing. We'll do anything we want, and you can't do anything to stop us. It was like he didn't. He even said that Notre Dame, that Notre Dame, was considered for the fifth slot. Like, like they were going to keep an undefeated Notre Dame out of the playoffs. That that was seriously considered. Right there, you just got to turn off the television. And you know, we we got to do Monday Night Football. But tomorrow, I've got uh, some thoughts specifically about how the idea of the worst loss being what we should consider how just plain wrong that is. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.